Welcome to episode 315 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Jason here. We've got an interesting episode this week because we've got, you know, throughout the years here on this podcast, we've done a plethora of concert reviews or talking about shows we went to recently or in recent years, but we've never done a full episode about one show from our youth, basically. Right. <clears throat> so we thought, let's do that and bring on Michael Thrasher because he was along for the ride with us. Right. Very good buddy, Thrasher. Yeah. And as you could tell in the title, we're talking about Jimmy Page and Robert Plant whenever they, in the mid to late 90s, got together and recorded an unplugged album and then recorded another album, studio album after that. We got the chance to see him live in 95, and we're going to talk all about that with Mike coming up. Going to play some music. We've got an exciting announcement related to that music and a couple other things. But first, as always, we've got to let you know who we're sponsored by, and that would be DEB Concerts. They're a promoter based here in Tulsa that's brought a ton of great acts to our downtown area, and they also book the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma every year. So whenever that gets announced for Rocklahoma this September... We'll be talking about all those bands. But in the meantime, they've got a couple new announcements that have come out in the past few weeks. The first one we told you about on the last episode, which was Brett Scallions, the vocalist of Fuel, will be at the Ideal Ballroom on June 19th. It's a Saturday night, I believe. Is that right? Yes, it Friday is. or Saturday. So, Saturday. So, that's perfect time to get out there to Ideal Ballroom. And our good friends in Grind will be opening up that show, which I believe is a perfect... A perfect combo right. of rock and roll that night. Brett Scallion still sounds great live. I've seen him in recent years, so get out there to check that one out. When did you see him? I saw him at, well, I say recent years. I saw him at the Vanguard before it was the Vanguard. I think it was, maybe it was the Vanguard by that point. Oh, okay. Probably six, eight years ago. Oh, okay. Then at Rocklahoma as Fuel, and then at Rocklahoma as Brett Scallions, I believe he played both. Because he was... Uh, yeah, I, okay, yeah. He was touring under the fuel name for a bit. Yeah, I remember that now. Then he went back for some reason to this. Yeah. Because they had worked out all the, the BS and who knows why he's back. I thought he was back in fuel, but I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's what I thought he was back doing that, but now he's touring as Brett Scallions right. of fuel. So, good time to be had. June 19th, Eddie Trunk will be hosting. And then the very next weekend, June 26th, Eddie Trunk will also be hosting when Lita Ford returns to the IDL. That'll be very cool. You can get tickets for both of these shows at debconcerts.com. Get on their website, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, all that great stuff to be kept up to date for any other shows. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on those two shows and anything else that gets rescheduled or announced. We've also got Sunset Tattoo, tattoo shop in Midtown Tulsa does some great work, and as we mentioned recently, I know personally because I recently got a tattoo from Jake over there. I'm really happy with it, so you should get over there too. Give him a call or shoot him a message so he can set up a time to talk about what work you're wanting to get done. He's got great prices, and all his tattoos are done, quote, good and proper. And he's state licensed, and he's mother approved. What more can you ask for? Nothing, really. Right. Sunset Tattoo Tulsa on Instagram and at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa on Facebook as well. So give Jake a call and let him know that we sent you. We've also got Hella Hot Hot Sauce, a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. 
They make small batch artisan hot sauces. They've got a great selection. You can see it all at hellahothotsauce.com. They'll ship to you anywhere. If you're on the West Coast, you can buy it in stores out there. They've got some cool collaborations with some heavy metal bands that have been on this podcast. Ghoul has a sauce called Brain Jerk. And Florida Frank from Hatebreed has a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. We've had a chance to try that, and it is extremely hot, but it's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah. It'll clean you out, but it'll it'll at least feel good going in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good kind of clean out, right? <laughs> I want to try the ghoul. I know. Because, I mean, he killed us once, and maybe a sauce would kill us again. Yeah, we could get double ghouled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I really want in life. Right. <laughs> But they're also Facebook and Instagram at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. And of course, their website is hellhothotsauce.com. Finally, we've got Med Farm, a dispensary in Broken Air, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. They've got a great selection. You can see it all at leafly.com. You can follow them on Facebook, Med Farm, that's P H A R M. Or Instagram is Med Farm OK. And their website is medfarmok.com. They're always running specials. And one of the specials that is always running, if you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order, which is very cool. They'll also hook you up if you call them ahead of time or text them ahead of time. You can pull right up through the drive-thru. You don't even have to get out of your vehicle. So how convenient is that? And on top of all that, 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters. Can't beat that. That's as cool as a deal as you can get in this area, so... If you're going to a dispensary, drive the extra 10 or 15 minutes over to Med Farm to help out some animals in this area as well. And once again, a huge thank you to Med Farm. All right. Up front, something we need to talk about that is about you know, a week and a half or two weeks old, but this is the first time we've recorded <coughs> since it happened, mm-hmm. was Jerry Miller. Metal Edge fame passed away here a couple in the past two weeks. And... You know, when it happened, it was kind of, it was cool seeing all the, you know, kind of like you get when any famous person dies, but all the people from those, you know, genres that we grew up on. Yeah. Even even dudes from like Anthrax and. Yeah, because I mean, they they didn't just cover hair metal, they covered thrash and heavy stuff across the board. So seeing, yeah, all the people, you know, talking about how passionate she was. And I mean, that's, and I know that you and I can both speak from experience that that was like our go-to that was that was the hard rock bible yeah was metal edge even even as it changed throughout you know the early 90s um but yes that was the that was the first one you went to yeah when you got to the stands this is the new metal edge out this is the new metal edge out yeah i, I mean and uh, you know i can't i can't deny that it that it wasn't you know a little corny uh but at the same time it didn't matter cuz we were just so we were so nuts about all these bands and it just, you know, any info, any info and any visuals we could devour about any of these bands, we were on it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, back then, I was never not within reach of a Metal Edge or <laughs> a, a copy of Metal Edge or a copy of Rip. Yeah. I mean, that was just, those were, those were the Bibles. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Rip and Circus and Hit Parader and I would get them all at different times and actually I had a subscription to circus for a bit i think mm-hmm. but but there was something about metal edge that set it apart to me it just felt like yeah. with those other magazines it felt like you were getting well here's a here's an interview or a synopsis about 
Metallica or Bon Jovi or something. But right. with Metal Edge, it felt like you feel now. It's like it felt like you're getting news. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, even though it you was, know. even though it was like not like now where you can get it on, you know, the minute after it happens, but it's right. like you still felt like every time you picked up that magazine, there's going to be some so, news in so there you didn't know. You new know? info. And also, Metal Edge, um, you know, for his, uh, it, it, you know, it looked like a hard rock version of Team Beat. Yeah. But <laughs> it, but it didn't matter because that, that showed you that there was so much passion. That magazine was, was done with so much passion. Um, and, and so much like love for the bands where a lot of other magazines, you know, they kind of, you know, it's kind of like they jump, they jump the chance to rip a band apart. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this was, uh, yeah, this was in, in, you know, that was definitely, uh, yeah, that was definitely a chunk of, of our youth. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. And it was, it was so cool because it kind of epitomized, you know, what we always, we always bring up that. 92 era of music right, where right. everything was kind of crossing where you had the the warrants and Molly Cruz and Def Leppard's, you know, still around. And then you yeah. had the Allison Chains and Soundgarden and all that stuff coming in. And yeah. you had like the, all the in-between stuff yeah, that was the, happening, like Jackal. And, and, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. And Brother Kane and Black Crows. And then, yeah, the heavier stuff, Pantera and Anthrax and everything. And Metal Edge would do it all. And so that was like the perfect magazine for us. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and that's what, and, and, and it, and it totally, it totally validated my whole, my whole, you know, thought process. And I'm sure yours too, about, you know, what, why can't, why can't I love Soundgarden and Trickster? What, 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 why is there a goddamn rule? Right. You know, when (laughs) everybody at school's fucking bagging on you. Yeah. You know, you could pick up a copy of Metal Edge and be like, see, I'm not the only one. Yeah. You know, this is all good. You can all, you can like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I can like Megadeth and Winger, so go fuck yourself. Exactly. And I do. <laughs> so whatever. And Jerry Miller made it all right for all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, huge loss in the, in the hard rock metal world there. All right. Along that same note, right before we recorded this, you mentioned that you got the nothing but a good time book. I sure did. I also did. My dad bought it for me out of the blue just because he read about it. He's like, this seemed like something you'd like. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard Luke Carl and freaking Keith Roth and all these guys on Sirius for the past two months, like going on about this book. And it sounded pretty interesting. And you said you've plowed through it. I'm damn near done with it. Yeah. Um, And it's just, uh, like I told you before we hit record, it's, it's just everything you'd want out of that genre. Kind of like when, just, well, yeah, again, just like I said, when Metal of Headbanger's Journey came out. Yeah. And we just latched onto that, and it was just, we devoured it, and it was everything that we wanted about metal. That's this book, and it's done in kind of a the oral history kind of interview format. Um, and it's. I like the dirt was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like the dirt, and like, um, and it's just, uh, it's just great. I mean, they, they, they leave no stone unturned. I mean, there's a couple bands I'm still waiting to see if they get really any attention. Uh, I mean, I've probably got, I don't know, 70, 80 pages left to go. So you never know. But I mean, they they, they pretty much cover it all. Okay. Yeah, on our next episode, we'll bring up those bands if they don't show up. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely, about. definitely. <laughs> you got it. And that's the another thing you pointed out is that a lot of these books, when they come out and it's like a, a book about a genre or a scene or an era, you know, 
usually it's someone with knowledge or they wouldn't write the book, but it's also just some random dude that decided to write a book. But in this case, you've got two guys that were a part of that whole scene, right? Right, right. They were, uh, the two guys that wrote this were, I think they worked at Guitar World and they were, and that was a, that was another magazine that was like yeah. a Bible. Um, and that was just, uh, and they were, they were totally inured in the genre and totally loved it. And they, they, they got, they got to interview everybody for this book. Um, I mean, there's everybody. I mean, from Gene Simmons to fucking Stevie Rochelle. What? I mean, everybody's in this book. So it's, it's great stuff. It's really great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Let's play some music before we get into our meat of this podcast. And the song we're going to play has been out about a month. It's the first single from Dirty Honey's brand new album, Dirty Honey, self-titled, which comes out on April 23rd, so just a little over two weeks from now. And I mentioned up front, we had an announcement. Dirty Honey will be on this podcast next week. That's awesome. Not all four members, but we got half of them, right. which is a pretty cool thing. We've got Mark the singer and Corey the drummer. So we'll be talking about this new album and all kinds of other stuff. But here's the lead-off single from the album, California Dreamin'.
California Dreamin' from Dirty Honey's new album, self-titled Dirty Honey, which will be out April 23rd. They've also released another single called Tied Up. You can check out both those songs now pretty much anywhere you listen to music. There's videos for both songs. And that song right there should let you know that if you don't like that, you're an asshole. But second off, if you like Dirty Honey before... Nothing's going to change now. Right, right. I mean, this song is excellent. And I believe the whole album is, because we actually got a chance to listen to it in preparation for our interview. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that here in a couple weeks. And a huge thank you to Jody Best for sending that track over. And yeah, looking forward to talking to Mark and Corey with Dirty Honey. Once again, look for that episode next week. Page and Plant. I mean, we don't really need to uh, talk about anything because we talked about it all with Mike. Right. This is, uh, you know, back in 95, we all got to go on one of those KMOD party bus deals that they used to do and go to Kansas City to see Page and Plant. And, uh, you know, it was. I, I thought getting into it, I thought I'd remember more. Yeah, same. You know, <laughs> but still, it made for a good episode. And, you know, we had a good talk with Mike about it. Yeah. And I do, I mean, it was an epic show, so. Yeah. My thing is, I I don't remember if I mentioned this when we were recording, but I know I thought about it around that time of trying to think of stuff to talk about, was that you think you can remember, you think about all this stuff like, oh, the greatest show I ever saw, you know, was this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I could name you 10 shows or way more than that from the nineties that I thought were amazing. But then when it comes down to it and someone says, well, explain the show to me, it's like, I could think, well, I remember they played this and this and I remember they sounded fucking cool and I loved it. Yeah. But you can't really remember outside of that. It's not like something you went to last week. So you could talk in detail about, you know? Right. And it's just, (laughs) it's a total like memory fuck. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. uh, What was, was I fucking drinking at 18? No. <laughs> but I just, it's so long ago, I just don't, I mean, I remember images of it, but I don't know, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. I'm there, right? I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, once again, Michael Thrasher joins us. He has, this was his third appearance. He was, he was actually, I think we mentioned this on there, as the first person to ever joined us on an episode. Right. To talk about Guns N' Roses in our early days. I think it was episode four or five. And then... At the end of 2019, Thrasher went along with myself to see Vanilla Ice. There you go. (laughs) And we sat down and talked to Vanilla Ice. So that's out there, too, if you're interested. And then now, in a very similar vein to Vanilla Ice, we're talking about Led Zeppelin. So there you go. (laughs) That's the good thing about Thrasher is he's flexible. We got Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin, Vanilla Ice. So the next episode with him will be like about Cher or... You know, maybe Shaka Khan or maybe Hank Williams Sr. We got to just well, like get weird, you know, like I, I keep do, it all over the place. I do know that, uh, you know, just like Vanilla Ice, I, I took the week off on that one. Right. <laughs> and so when you guys do your Spice Girls episode. Okay, yeah. I'll be at the house. Okay. Yeah. No offense, no, har- no harm, no, no foul. <laughs> no, no problem. None taken. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's jump into it. Here's. Us along with Michael Thrasher talking about Page and Plant in 1995. 
got put in 95 because they also played there in 98. They did? Yeah. They were together that long? Really? Remember they did, they played on that uh, waiting or walking to Clarksville or whatever album? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. My, mind, a, my mind's fucking blown. They did a tour on that. Here we go. 1995, Cooperina. I mean, May 5th. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, I, I have a hard time. I remember I went. It was awesome. <laughs> right. That's kind of where I am, yeah. And we took a bu- we took a bus. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we get into all that, so <laughs> I guess I should just shut the fuck up. No, it doesn't matter. No, it's... it's well, no, I just wanted to start by saying, I mean, I know what the answer is, kind of, but when you think about that show, what's, like, the first thing that comes to your mind? Steve. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, same here. Okay. <laughs> And uh, we'll get into that, so... And Steve's not a member of the band, unfortunately. Mm-mm. He's just a fan. Mm-hmm. Like us. Exactly. Well, not like us, but... Yeah. A little bit more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But Maybe like, if we're I, hanging out... I'd like to hang out with Steve now. I think that would be cool. <laughs> Is that guy even alive? Could be. I mean, I guess we should... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I wonder, when, I, when we post this, I'm going to like put on... Hey, anybody in Tulsa area... <laughs> no, a guy named Steve that used to have, have long hair in 95, 96, might not now. Well, you know, you ran into him years and years later. Yeah. It was like two years later, he came into Kurtz uh-huh. yeah. when I was working at Kurtz, and he was actually working at that mechanic that used to be like next door to Kurtz. And he didn't, like, I'm like, I saw him and I was like, holy crap, your name's Steve? He's like, he was shocked that I knew his name. And I told him why I knew his name, and he had, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, I don't remember a lot of that. <laughs> so he didn't well, no, of course he didn't. He was <laughs> completely fucking uh, hammered. Right. Um, I, but, like, I, I think that <clears throat> me being, you know, the fucking quasi-organized dork, I wanted to start by saying, help, and help me if, if I'm wrong, because my recollection is so bad of this stuff. But this was, you know, back when the radio stations did the party bus thing. You yes. bought a ticket and you got you got a seat on the bus and the seat to the show. And it was the Kansas City Kemper Arena, mm-hmm. 1995, Page and Plant. Now, I, I want to say this was like, I think it was like part of my graduation present from my parents. Yeah. Was it all of ours or am, am I making that up or... Some dumb shit. I don't know. It likely no. was. That sounds familiar huh? too. It yeah. likely was. Yeah, it was right before. It was literally the week of. And I think that same night here in Tulsa was extreme at Kane's Ballroom. Oh no shit! Because so I remember Eric we and Josh go. went. Okay. And you know, and that was when they had Mike Mangini and blah 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 blah. But anyways, it just the, those are the little things I'm remembering. I was on Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. And they played like a, they had like a 30 minute salsa set in the middle of their show. I remember that much. Did they really? No. I was about to say, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not, my mind's not that fucked. Five, five, ninety-five. I recall. Who was the opening act? Uh, Tragically Hip. That's right. From Canada. Uh, what Jesus does the dishes. And I was like, I cannot wait for these guys to be not. On the stage, <laughs> and no disrespect to them, and I know the singer has passed, and no disrespect, but still, you are opening for half of Led Zeppelin. Get the fuck off the stage, please. Mm-hmm. 
I remember calling him the tragically unhip after that just because I was like, I don't like this. And I thought that was funny. But it, this is weird. Yeah, it would have been funny if somebody liked them, but nobody yeah. cared for them. Right. I'm, I'm 18 and this is weird. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm sure if I saw them now at the stage that we're in 95, I'd probably think it was cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's how it goes. So I Googled some stuff this afternoon right before just to like verify some of my thoughts. And. One of the, you know, the main thing was they were touring off of the no quarter unleaded. Well, they did the unleaded performance on MTV mm-hmm. and then they released no quarter. Right. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant plays up on her, whatever it was called. And then John Paul Jones was not a fan of this whole thing. Just so you know. <laughs> like he wasn't a fan. Of, he didn't know anything about it until it came on MTV like the rest of us. John Paul Jones does not want to make money. Well, yeah. and it, then when they released it with the title of the album, he was pissed off because he's the primary songwriter of No Quarter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that annoyed him as well. Well, you remember when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He was like, "I want to thank Jimmy Page and Robert Plant for remembering my phone number." Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> well. And then besides Steve, one of the things that always stuck in my head, which is sad because it's the least Zeppelin thing on the whole set list, was the fucking Hurdy Gurdy solo. Right. I think it's the only Hurdy Gurdy solo I've ever seen live to this day. There's a reason for that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I know that, you know, it's, and, and I think, Trent, you and I talked about this for a minute before Mike showed up, was... It's so funny how I remember more the adventures around that fucking show than the show itself. You know, it's like, who who does the whole party bus thing anymore? And I do that with finger quotations. And, you know, people bringing their coolers on. Yeah, I mean, bus. I don't even think that's been a thing for a while. No, fuck no. And we're like these, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm this kind of, you know, uh, naive, dorky fucking, you know, rock nerd. And I, I had no interest in that at the time. And it was just fucking weird. Well, we know? were three, you know, we're all three, 18. Actually, I was 17. I turned 18 that, later that month. That's right. Right, and, yeah. Um, everybody, I, as far as I remember, I don't even know if there was anybody else even our age. Everybody else was older. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's Because mm-hmm. it was more like a party bus, like people drinking and stuff. And, and we're just there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're just the three dudes are there. And I don't remember. I know that a DJ was a part of it, but I can't for the life of me remember who. Because ninety five came. I think it was Rob Hurt. Did Rob Hurt go on it? I don't know. I can't. Was it KMOD? I assume. Oh yeah, yeah. I just remember it was like Brent or something. I just remember crouching down in my seat with my copy of Metal Edge, (laughs) reading about how Tommy Skeo left Tesla, and being (laughs) like, "Wow, what is what what is going on? Somebody's actually leaving a band, and now it happens all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's just put the roadie in. So and so didn't show up, right. and uh, so and, and then it just. I remember. I remember. There's a dude with such a receding hairline, like way back here, but everything else, he had long hair. Like he just couldn't let it go. Is it Devin Townsend? <laughs> no, it was worse Hulk than that. Okay. Yeah, and it was just one of those, I don't know, just little stupid shit. And we all stopped in Joplin, and I don't know, fuck. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here's, here's, the, here's a stat for you. That show took place 26 years ago, this May, mm-hmm. which is the same amount, exact amount of time from that show to when Zeppelin's first album came out. 
Really? That's how long it's been. <laughs> it's crazy. 52 years since their first album. 26 years since we saw them. We saw them. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. And that was the first, I think, this is where I might be wrong. I think that's the first show I went to that was out of state. Does that sound right to you guys? Um, I can't think of something in probably. Dallas or Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, probably would prior be. To that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I know it was the biggest arena at that point because before that, seen shows at the Myriad and the Tulsa Convention Center. Right. And, you know, a couple big outdoor shows and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, Mohawk Park and uh, the Raceway, that kind of stuff. But this was the first, like, full on arena show mm-hmm. that any of us went to, I think. It was. I, I mean, mean, I, I know I mean, you can say the, I mean, the Myriad is. or the Convention Center or the Pavilion or an arena. But I mean, like a full size arena, like we think of now. Yes, uh, like well, an eighteen thousand yeah. seat arena or something. Yeah, not like a B market, which Tulsa was. Yeah, or, which is like an eight yeah. to ten thousand seat arena. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, the other thing that that I remembered, I was telling him uh, a minute ago. Besides the hurdy gurdy thing from the actual show, in my head, I was like, I remember they played Coverdale Page. Shake my tree, and I thought it was crazy that they played it. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, "Am I just like making that up in my head?" Twenty six years later, so I googled it and found a set list, and sure enough, it was there. It, I mean, I remember that. I, that 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 just shows you how cool Robert Plant is. Yeah, because he could have very easily been like, "Well, look, I'm not playing the fucking the White Snake guy. We're not <laughs> doing that." So that was really cool that uh, you know they got to do that. Um, I, I just remember. He probably looked at it as the deep purple guy and made it seem more yes, relevant. To him. Right. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just remember because I look at the set list and I, I remember fuck all. I really, the only thing that stuck out to me was Ramble On because I know that's one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs, and it definitely was then. And I just remember thinking, wow, I'm, I'm seeing this. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so legendary. And so many people, I remember, I don't know about you guys, I mean, I'm sure because we were all in the same circles or whatever back then, but I just remember people being like, wow, you're going to go see that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, yeah, that's right. I really, you know. Well, even past that, years later, even now you can tell someone you saw that and it still blows people's yeah, minds. Yeah, what? And, and that's it's the same way it blows our mind if someone saw Zeppelin in '79 or something. Exactly. exactly yeah. <laughs> so that's that's something cool to hang your hat on. I don't know. I, I just really thought it was. And then I look in the uh, I look the set list, and it's like they played in the evening, and it's like I fucking love that song. How'd I forget that? You know, yeah. but, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Besides "Shake My Tree" and the "Hurdy Gurdy" solo, the only things that I like specifically remember is I remember "Black Dog" because I think. You know, I'm eight, you know, you're 17, 18 years old, and that's one of the most iconic kind of radio staples exactly. at that time. So it really stuck with me, even though it wasn't my favorite song of theirs, but still. Outside of that, I'm looking through this, yeah, and I'm like, they played that plant. What song did they play? They played a Robert Plant song, solo song, Calling to You. So I figured maybe that's why he agreed to play shake my tree right <laughs> right well yeah that's a good point that's a good point yeah. um, and they also played a cure song what Lullaby. oh yeah because the the cure guitar player was in that band wasn't he yeah son of a bitch what cure song did they play lullaby not that i know because i know about four cure songs and that's about it port thompson poor old thompson yeah of playing guitar and banjo 
And the name of the hurdy-gurdy guy is Nigel Eaton. Well, well thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Schemer added Hammond organ with orchestral, orchestral arrangements. He also had Michael Lee on drums. Not to be confused with Jason Bonham. He wasn't there. God. Um, God damn it. <laughs> Charlie Jones played bass and percussion. Not to be confused with John Paul Jones. I don't think he's related. Right. But they probably got a guy with the last name of Jones just to piss off John Paul Jones. Mm-hmm. And then I believe that, yeah, that's tire. Or and then there's a Najma Akhtar who provided backup vocals. There's your lineup. I just looked it up to see if there's anybody we knew now, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's such a... I, I don't even know. I mean, were we kind of far... We were kind of far away, right? I remember being... We're on I the side. That was decent. We're on the side kind of like halfway back, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. Did they have Did they have uh, screens up? That screen's up, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, okay. You know, it's... it's this this ep- and I'm not saying that this isn't bad because this is great, but this episode seemed like a way better deal in in my head because now I'm like I really don't remember a lot of shit about Marty this. running out of no. things to say. Fuck me. <laughs> no, it's um, it but was- no, we will have enough for a fucking episode. <laughs> have no fear. Well, so like you said about kind of being excited because, you know, like you said, I can't believe I'm seeing this live. I remember having that feeling too, just because at that point, which seems minuscule now, it had only been, what, 14 years since they broke up? Yeah. Well, (laughs) But I mean, at 18, it doesn't matter. Yeah, at 18, it's like that's still, we were barely born when they broke up. Yeah. That's Sesame Street time. We don't Yeah. So it's like, here's one of the biggest bands in rock history, classic rock that we love, you know, Mm -hmm. half of them are here. Well, and, and here's, you know, as I've said a million times, um, you know, when, you know, we're all hard rock nerds and when Alternative came along, uh, you know, it was, it wasn't really our thing or some of it was. And I think the Alternative and Grunge later, we kind of, I mean, later I got onto it, but at the time I was pretty bummed. So I just went back and listened to, Classic rock, and that was a big. That time was a big classic rock time for me, you know. Big into Skinner and Hendrix and Zeppelin, and you know, old, you know, early, early Kiss. So at that time, for me to see Page and Plant was fucking monumental. Yeah. Like it was just, it was everything. It was just like right under Metallica, which would seem weird to most people, but mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole other thing. So to see. <laughs> To see that was just one of the most important things at that point in my life. Yeah. It, it was a big deal. I mean, it just even the bus ride going down there. That, well, that's on, yeah. I mean, you have the bus ride in and of itself, and you're 18 hanging out with the adults. Well, like, yeah. And like from the kid ev- table to the adult table. <laughs> exactly. And you're going up and there. Everyone's getting fucking crazy, uh-huh. and, and we're just like watching everyone get crazy, and then we're like getting amped up because it's like, oh my God. Fucking half Led Zeppelin, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I remember they had music going on the bus, and um, that fucking Better Than Ezra song came on, and there was some dude with a page boy haircut saying, oh, yeah, Better Than Ezra, that's my that's my band. And I'm like, hold on, 
This band's been out for five minutes. How can that be your band? We're going to see fucking half of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> fuck the fuck off. That was just one big... That was just like one thing that stu- stuck out to me. That's the best part like, of all this is that he remembers like, that. And then think about how? Tommy Steele and even Tesla but can't remember that they played it in the evening. No, I know. That's, that's <laughs> fucked up. And that's my own goddamn fault for killing all the brain cells. <laughs> but no, you remember like insanely crazy details, which is awesome. Uh-huh. I love it. Like I had no... Like I remember... Going on the bus and thinking the same thing, like it was kind of mind blowing. Like uh, everybody's saying fuck all the time. It's awesome. <laughs> God, God damn it. And where's my fucking shirt? Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. we heard for all well, the way back. Well, that's a whole other, that's a whole other section of this conversation. <laughs> like we should probably just like get everything out of the way and then go into Steve. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the ride there, I remember it was getting a little rowdy, but. It wasn't like too crazy, but I remember him and a few people like they were getting getting their drink on. And I remember during the show, I'm pretty sure it was him. Someone passed out, like you know, because we were all set. You know, since we all traveled there, and you bought the ticket with the the bus that you were all in like a block of like a few rows in that section, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone passed out, and someone's like waking him up. They're like, "Fucking Led Zeppelin's on!" Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I remember once we got to our seats. You know, everybody that was on the bus. Was on like the same seats because it was the same kind of, and but we never saw Steve and we're like, thank God because he might be a fucking, he might be that dude. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear, and you look up and here he comes. (laughs) Like fuck, we got to put up with him the whole show. (laughs) I don't remember it being too distracting during the show. Yeah, I don't. I don't. (laughs) I don't either. I don't remember much of it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. and I know Steve had a buddy on the bus with him. Yeah. I, I don't remember much about that, but I, I don't know. He didn't stick out as much. No, no. <laughs> right. um, I, I do remember. I, I, I don't know. Do we want to just, because there's like so many. <laughs> I just keep, as I'm, I'm just talking, this shit's coming back to me. Go Is there so it. many, on so on the way home, you know, this guy, Steve, was super fucked up. Like, super, super fucked up. And, um... He's become, like, a... a What's the right word? A character or, like, a figure that, like, has lived with at least the three of us forever. Oh, yeah. And well, it's I like remember, he doesn't even know who the fuck he, 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 great. Exactly. You know, he got pissed, <laughs> and a buddy... Uh, his buddy had a cassette, and he took the cassette and just broke it right in half. Because he's so Do you remember what this was? Fuck no, I don't. It was probably Do better you? than Ezra. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or maybe he found out that Tommy left Tesla and he's like, fuck, bust a nut. Yeah, no, that yeah. was the next year. Fuck, psychotic sever. Yeah, and, and then so, uh, like, um, I just remember him, you know, he couldn't find his shirt. And he, he kept going on about, he, I hate he, motherfuckers that steal motherfuckers' shirts. Well, at first he was a little, he was drunk, but I remember he was a little calm about it. Like, hey, you see my shirt? Where's my shirt? But that escalated pretty quickly. And, uh, <laughs> who the fuck stole the shirt? All the way back. And then, I specifically remember me, <laughs> I had been on this bus long enough and with these people long enough that I got a little cockiness in me. Mm-hmm. And I started egging him on. Saying, I think I saw someone... <laughs> I remember that. We started doing that too. Well, Both we, of us were yeah. like saying, I think I saw someone back there with him. Maybe it's up here. Exactly. He would go back He's like, that motherfucker. And they just started going back there looking for it. <laughs> well, I, I remember uh, 
it, it, at the show still, somebody would just whisper in his ear like a, a hair band name, and he'd scream it out, and then we just kept telling him. Oh, that's <laughs> right. We st- you started doing that, right? <laughs> because we always, it didn't like, matter. That was the thing Later. that we do at shows. Like, if yeah. it, it could have been the heaviest of death metal. And when we leave the park, when we leave the parking lot, we'd peel out of that parking lot screaming "poison" yeah. just to fuck with people because it was funny the, when you're 18. Exactly, and they just like, eh, whatever. It's still yeah. funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because I've right. you've done it. You know, we're at Rock and Homo walking around, and people are blaring Slayer, and you scream "Bang Tango," that, which is great. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. You know, that's you great. Rock Sleaze bees. <laughs> King Tracy, Shark Island. <laughs> Down into the C D level. There's not a lot you can do at Rockwell Home with a stick out though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got naked fat chicks rolling around in the mud that is really just cow manure wrestling. So I mean, there's not much you can do. Right. Uh, That's right. Those first few years, it was actual manure out there. Because it was bad. Because it's a cow pasture. Yeah, it was. I don't think it is still. Well, no, it it was was just a few years years. ago. Somebody put up on one of those, one of those mini Rocklahoma groups to, uh, Two naked ass big mamas just rolling around in that shit. I'm like, y'all are gonna get some yeast infections and shit. That's straight up cow shit. They use this for a cow pasture. Uh, I hope the kids are proud of you. I said we just went on a mini tangent here. That's okay. Digress. Yeah. Bring it back. So, uh, Steve eventually found a shirt after screaming, where's my fucking shirt? I can't believe someone would steal my fucking shirt. Fuck you. You Like you said, thieves. <laughs> can't believe fucking thieves are still around. All this shit. And then he finds his fucking shirt. Was it when he's sitting on it or was it in a chair or something? I know it was right around in the area it where he was. to find. Yeah. <laughs> on a fucking bus with like two seats per side. It was somewhere in that general area of, like, those two rows, you know. Hey, there's my fucking shirt. So then once he found his shirt, he got excited, and he wanted to go somewhere in Tulsa that I can't really repeat on this podcast. Oh, well, I, I mean, we can censor it. <laughs> right. Where did he want to go? You don't remember this? No. This is, hold on. You don't. Say, this is almost, this is the next oh, most I, classic I line. I vaguely remember. The I next most classic line of the whole weekend, or the whole well, day, besides... Where is my fucking shirt? Hold on. We, let's preface this with... Well, I don't know. How do we want to say it? Because once we preface it, you'll know exactly what... I will. Do, do you think you know? It's a former venue in Tulsa. And he changed the name. Um, uh, Just say it. I can't remember. Okay. I was thinking... Well, they, do you say the original name first? Mm-hmm. Does that... How are you going to go into this? That's, I was going to do, but then I was like, wait, maybe that would... Okay, you just go for it. That would, okay. Or, well, you remember there was a venue called, there's a bar called the Yucatan Liquor Stand. Oh, Now yeah. you know. I remember now. Don't on Memorial. Yeah. Like near 71st Memorial, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of before, it was a 21 and up, so I think it even closed before... We turned 21. I right. Never, I never yeah. got to And he got so happy, he wanted to go to the... Yeah, Yuka- yeah, yeah, 95, you could, you probably should have said it. In he, 2021, he, you shouldn't. No, he wanted to go to the Yucatan Ninja Stand, and but think about what he probably said instead of Ninja. You know, the Yucatan Ninja Stand sounds pretty cool. It does. Yeah. I would actually want to go there before... I, I, sounds like something I wanted in my life. Owned by Shaggy 2 Dope or something. But anyways, that's what he said, 
And it was, and the whole bus just, I mean, it was just, Jesus Christ, dude. I can't remember if it was a mixture of laughter or like, did that guy really just say that? I, I know I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Cause this, Cause I was just like, this guy literally has no idea what he's doing. Right. Well, <laughs> and he, he didn't, didn't know what he was doing in Kansas City. <laughs> no, he it didn't. didn't improve. And then you remember like, you remember as the sun was coming up and we were, we were getting back into town. And I was on the outside aisle right next to him. <laughs> like he was on the other. And he looks he looks up. He's just in a stupor. And he finally looks up at me. And he goes, hey, where do you go to school at? I'm like, Broken Arrow. He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good school. But they fucking suck! <laughs> and it was just... Complete fucking madness all over again as the sun was coming up. I'm like, Jesus Christ, get me away from this guy. I've, I've had enough. It's been like 14 hours with this motherfucker. He's get him adorable. away. That's amazing. I forgot all about that one, but that's all come rushing back now. <laughs> but that was, I mean, do you remember what time we left? Was it early in the morning or was it afternoon? It had to be in the afternoon. Yeah. Wasn't it early? I feel like it might have been late morning. It was a time I didn't want to be up, so it could have been 11. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like it was a late morning thing, because that's a four-hour drive, and if you're on a bus, it's probably five to five and a half or something, so. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about, either way, it was an hour I did not like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the the whole, like, the whole thing, I don't remember exactly, but I remember thinking, my recollection is that it was under 100 bucks. Oh, I'm sure back then it was right it around that much. It was like ninety yeah. bucks or something, and that included, like we said, your bus ride there and back, and a ticket to the show. It's like now that's a steal just to go to the damn show if Did, it is right. in an arena. Like Didn't that. we get the tickets to Starship if I remember right? I think so. Uh-huh. At least that's where. Well, I know that's where we got a ton of them around that time, mm-hmm. but I can't remember that specifically. Oh, I thought it was all included. It was. Oh, well, I don't. I can't remember. Hell, I don't know. There's a sign of Starship that shows they still sell concert tickets, which I thought was weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> Any other specific memory of this besides Steve and the Hurdy Gurdy man? No, Nigel, I just, Nigel Eaton. No, I'm going to contact Nigel Eaton see if we can get him on his podcast if he's alive. Do it, do it. We should. If anyone out there knows Steve or knows who we're talking about, <laughs> get a, let us know. He needs uh-huh. to be on the show. Steve needs a yeah. <laughs> but but we have to be politically correct, okay? Yeah, it's twenty twenty one. Ninja stand. So in the mid nineties, yes. mid to late nineties, he was a auto mechanic. His name was Steve, and he had dark, he had brown, long brown hair. I remember that? Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, there's not a lot of auto mechanics named Steve with long hair. In that <laughs> That's like <laughs> never, yeah. not at all. His his qualities are loud, loses things easily. Gets pissed off easily, gets happy easily. So. And drunk as shit. <laughs> really hates people that steals other people's shirts. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't even a Page and Plant shirt. It was just whatever shirt he took to the show. Mm-hmm. I know I can't remember. <laughs> but I always, I, and I remember thinking, that if if I'm wrong, tell me, but the, the bus driver seemed like he was rather on rather on the elderly side. Yeah, that's I believe so. Can you imagine what he was thinking? These motherfucking people. Yeah. This is what I have to do for a living. Fuck me. Well, it's entertaining. 
movies. Yeah, true, true. I wonder what he did while everybody was in the show. Cried. <laughs> <laughs> but he might have been at that age group. I mean, when you're 18, someone 55 seems old. Yeah, true. So you know, you know way old. You know, and he could have been someone who was a fan of Zeppelin when he was thirty. You know, right? So. <laughs> and, true. And goddamn, I'm eleven years away from fifty-five. So <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, see, sigh. That I know that sigh. Believe me. See, check this out. They played. Well, you remember Gallows Pole became a. A radio hit. Yes, yes, because of this, yeah. Well, it was right. It was the acoustic one from the, the No Quarter album that came out right before mm-hmm. this tour. They played that, and they played Thank You, Ramble On, Bring It On Home, Shake My Tree, Lullaby, No Quarter, The Hurdy Gurdy Solo, Nobody's Fault But Mine, Hey Hey What Can I Do, The Song Remains The Same, Since I've Been Loving You, Friends. Calling to you down by the riverside, dazed and confused, four sticks in the evening, black dog and cashmere bag. It's quite a set list. Yeah, it is. I'm just pissed off they didn't play Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> I know that's the reason I went. <laughs> Why? You know, you know, there's someone on this tour that was pissed off. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. well they can Bye, go to yeah. hell. Really. They didn't play immigrant song Stairway to Heaven. Uh, I don't think you'll ever see. Robert Plant perform Immigrant Song again because I don't think he can. No, no. That's just my opinion. Uh, I could be wrong. Well, I don't blame him. Yeah. And and, and uh, another thing is like... Miles uh, Kennedy can. <laughs> it's like, this is totally different, but since we're on the subject, just wrapping it up, how cool would it have been to see the whole Black Crows Jimmy Page tour thing? Yeah. Amazing. That would have been amazing. I just listened to that about a month or two ago for the first time. Fucking 15 years, probably. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it's great. But it's like, and that's the thing. It's like, that's the only time I've ever seen, I think you guys too, probably ever seen Jimmy Page. I saw Robert playing again at the Canes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Twice. But, you know, on Robert Plant's solo shows, he just plays a few Zeppelin songs. Right. right. And then kind of reworks them anyway. But. I mean, it would be cool to if they did something like this again, but if they ever do anything again, I'm sure it'll include John Paul Jones because that'd be stupid. Yeah. I hope so. Not to because they're going to, they could play arenas anyway, but if they had the three of them, they could freaking play, you know, Dallas Cowboys Stadium three nights in a row, probably. Yeah. Easily. (laughs) Totally. Well, what's your, uh, off the top of your head? your favorite Zeppelin song just to keep it on subject and to add a little more to this dude I can't I can't say one what's a few of them just rattle off a few Battle of Evermore okay I think nobody's fault but mine or in the evening well the breaks that's a great oh that's a great one that's a my top three is probably when the levy breaks ramble on and either in the evening or houses of the holy mm-hmm. But ask me in an hour. I yeah. totally different. Then I'll say, hey, hey, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Crowbar's cover of No Quarter. There you go. I like that. Cheryl Crow's cover of Dire Maker. Okay, now we need to stop. What about the greatest Zeppelin song of all time? You know what it is. It's from the Godzilla soundtrack in 1999. God. Jimmy Page with Puff Daddy 
performing Cashmere. I don't know if it gets any better for my money than when Yoko Ono does uh, money. <laughs> I've never heard that, thank God. I don't think. Why? <laughs> what? By Pink Floyd? Uh, no, fuck, what is it? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not a Beatles fan, so I, I, don't, I fucked that all up. <laughs> We've had these songs. Yeah. Huh? We've had these songs online and in person. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Beatles are terrible. Metallica's better than the Beatles. The Beatles are terrible, so I don't know. <laughs> Just had to throw that in here. Insane Anger is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's for Josh Baker. Walking into Clarksville came out the next two years later. Let's crank See, that up. I, I don't even remember. I, I listened to, to it I, back then, but I don't. I have to go back because I totally forgot they did another record. Yeah. I have to go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. That's crazy. And then uh, Jimmy Page is, and David Coverdale are supposed to be doing something. Right. They've said they're going to reissue the album. And add stuff to it. David Coverdale, I don't know if that means new music or what, but that would be cool. That'd be great. For Paige to actually do something. So. Yes. <laughs> but I guess that, is that it? I got nothing. You got nothing? I got nothing. I think that wraps it up. I think, I think it turned into a pretty good episode. Yeah. All right. Agreed. Next next time we do a concert, remember this is so. This is the first time we've done one like this. We've done like reviews, obviously on festivals and yeah. shows, but we've never done like a let's just talk about a specific show from back in the day, as they say. Mm-hmm. But I think the next one we do should be December of ninety one, Striper with Bride at the Canes. You know, wasn't you, that our first Cane show? Yes. And yep. they drew Bibles. Yes, I got hit in the head with a with the New Testament. Uh, <laughs> can't find it. I was hoping I'd find it when I went. They had, my stick, they had copies of New Testament, and they've had striper stickers like inside the front cover on the back. Or something. it was like wrapped around it. If it was, I remember right, it was yeah, yeah. That was our first. That was, that our, was first, our first show period, if I remember right, wasn't it? No, it was in December. Our first warrant was in September of that okay. year. Warrant Firehouse Trickster. And then I guess that was the second show. Okay. Banging yeah. heads or, for no, Jesus. It was Pantera. No, Pantera's the next year. Pantera and White Zombie. It was 92. Mm-hmm. You, you guys should break down your Guns N' Roses experience. That's good. We, I know we probably did the first. That's something else to point out here is that, well, this is your third time. Actually, mm-hmm. only your third time. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we had you on was like the first person. The hat trick. The first. Uh, yeah, technical guest we ever had on the show uh-huh. when we talked about Guns N' Roses, and then you joined me for the Vanilla Ice experience, mm-hmm. yeah. and That's now so we fun. the trifecta of Guns N' Roses, <laughs> Vanilla Ice, and Page and Plant, because <laughs> that all goes together somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. But yes, it does. anyways. <laughs> But yeah, that'd be a good one to talk about the, the GNR 92 experience because the same way, as cool as that concert was, and I remember specific points in that, there's some some highlights around the trip to that as well. As well. Yeah, some strange <laughs> strange times. Yeah. And I think that would have that would have been my first out-of-town show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like April of 92, so it was on like the third or fourth show I think I ever went to. But thanks for joining us.
<laughs> Thanks for having me, Trent. <laughs> All right. There you go. Thanks to Mike Thrasher for joining us there for that trip down memory lane of talking about the Page and Plant show in Kansas City. And something of note that I just popped in my head that I forgot to mention up front is the night after we recorded that, I was just like Googling stuff. And did you know that that entire concert is on YouTube? That exact show? That we were at? Yeah. It's really? all it's all audio. Someone just had the full audio just with, you know, a screenshot up or something. There's really? no video. But you can listen. And I I just skimmed through it and it sounded good. So I don't know if it was from a soundboard or what it was. I need to, I need to look that up. But yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. yeah. Okay. The two hour, whatever Kansas City page and plant show from 95 wow. is on YouTube. So. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, if you've got any uh, experiences seeing Page and Plant or hell, either one of them on their own, I've seen Robert Plant a couple of times. I know we saw them together at the Kansas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I wish I could have seen Jimmy Page with Black Crows or The Firm. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been amazing, yeah. Page and the Crows, man. So if you saw any of that stuff or, or if, you if saw you're older Zeppelin, yeah, yeah. and you got the chance to see Zeppelin, you know, well, comment, comment and let us know. Here's something. Back when I worked at TV Guide, one of our uh, installers, cubicle installer, he was an older guy. Uh, I'm sure he's a lot older now. And he was from England. He saw me wearing band shirts all the time, so he'd always talk me up about bands and stuff. And he he got to see uh, Zeppelin back in the pubs in England before they got super huge. Oh, like shit. When they were just starting out. So, like, and I was six- like, <laughs> I was like, Sir, I fucking worship you. You are the fucking man. You know? I mean... Yeah, that's a step... That's a next level above. Like, is, I just saw Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw Zeppelin at the convention center in Tulsa in yeah. 77. No, this guy saw him in, in the late 60s in the pubs in England. Wow. I was like, dude, I, I can't even believe... J- just to know you is fucking amazing. Man. You know? I can't even fathom what that would have been like. You know? Yeah. It's insane. That is amazing. But yeah, there you go. Another great one in the books. If you're, obviously you listen to this, you're into Zeppelin and stuff like that. I mean, we've had on Gene Simmons of Kiss, Bruce Kulik of Kiss and Grand Funk Railroad and Union. We've had on Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple, Black Country Communion, Dead Daisies, all kinds of great stuff with him. We've had on Ricky Warwick and Damon Johnson, who are both in the current incarnation of Thin Lizzy trying to think of all the classic rock kind of stuff right but we've also had on like all that stuff we mentioned up front we've had on tons of guys from the 80s melodic rock hair metal era and we've had on you know dizzy reed of guns and roses and we've had on guys from Candlebox and freaking crowbar so we're right. just all over the place so dig into all that stuff and check it all out you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you can hear podcast thethunderunderground.com you can see all our socials and follow us there like I said up front we've got two of the members of Dirty Honey coming up next week we've also got Jordan the front man for Them Evils coming up soon which will be very cool another great newer band like Dirty Honey and then we've got a couple other things that are in the works that we'll hopefully announce to you on that next episode right right Uh, one of them could be very haunting yeah very <laughs> Remember that band, The Haunting? It's not. That. Oh, that's right. Because it was at. Uh, it, isn't that the band that came out of out at the 
bleh, at the gates. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The Haunted or The Haunting? Oh, no. That was The Haunted. Yeah. Okay. The Haunting is a movie. I L- think. Luke Nagel <laughs> will, will correct you on that. <laughs> right. Because he loves At the Gates. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. Once again, huge thank you to Mike Thrasher for joining us. And a thank you to Med Farm, DEB Concerts, Sunset Tattoo, and Hella Hot Hot Sauce. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.